coming up on the Get Lean, Eat Clean podcast. And the first person we got to influence is ourself because I can't influence you, Brian, or my clients or somebody I want to work, enroll to work with me if I'm not influencing myself first, mm. right? So it's also practicing because we're always telling ourselves stories every single day. And some of them are empowering stories, but also a lot of them are disempowering stories. So we got to start kind of destroying some of those disempowering ones and rewriting them to like achieve the outcome we want. So for example, if I'm not hitting my business goals or making my sales calls or going to the gym, it's like, all right, I must be telling myself a story of doubt and fear. And I got to rewrite that story so I can influence myself first to like start going to the gym or start fasting or start making more sales calls. Hello, and welcome to the Get Lean, Eat Clean podcast. I'm Brian Grin, and I'm here to give you actionable tips to get your body back to what it once was 5, 10, even 15 years ago. Each week, I'll give you an in-depth interview with a health expert from around the world to cut through the fluff and get you long-term sustainable results. This week, I interviewed peak performance coach Naeem Mahmood. We discussed Naeem's experience of working with Anthony Robbins, along with how to perform your best on a daily basis, keys to an optimal routine, creating results for daily wins, and is one tip to become a productive machine. I really enjoyed my interview with Naeem. Tons of great tips, things that you can apply both in health and in life and in work. So really enjoyed it again and hope you do too. Thanks so much for listening and enjoy the show. All right, welcome to the Get Lean, Eat Clean podcast. My name is Brian Grin, and special guest today is Naeem Mahmood. Welcome to the show. Absolutely, Brian. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, all the way from Puerto Rico, right? I'm down in Rincon, Puerto Rico, on the west side of the island. The uh, the surf is known for its uh, world-class surfing out here. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm je definitely jealous. Uh, I've only done surfing once. <laughs> Wasn't so impressive. <laughs> Definitely takes some time. Yep. It's uh it's a lot of fun. I'm still learning too, but I, I love being on the water. And to me, it's like yoga on the ocean. So it adds a to two of the things I enjoy a lot, but it's uh adds another element to it for sure. Yeah, I mean, once you try it and then you see other people do it, you're like, wow, that is impressive. Yeah. Yeah. It it's is like really you don't impressive. appreciate it until you try it, right? Yep. <laughs> It's so true. It definitely looks a lot easier than it is. Kind of like golf. I know you're a golfer, yeah. kind of like golf, right? It's like, oh, I could do that, but it's like a lot harder than it looks. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, and I'm excited to have you on your performance mindset coach, uh, speaker. And I guess before we get into all that, why don't you maybe explain to the uh, listener a little bit about yourself and how you got into, you know, performance, peak performance and coaching and yeah. things like that. Totally. For sure. Yeah. It was kind of an organic process. Never really planned on being a, a performance coach in, in this type of field. Um, I do love it though. It is kind of part of my nature because I was always an athlete. So I did always love the performance aspect of like just going after it and being your best and waking up early and hitting the gym and putting up my, my basketball shot. I played basketball in high school and college. So putting up my jumpers, kind of like that Kobe Mamba mentality mindset. Uh, but the coaching side, in, aside from like the athletics realm, right, kind of in the, the new coaching realm that a lot of people are, are getting more aware of in terms of like mindset and psychology and life coaching and whatever coaching you want to call it, that happened more organically for me because I was working on Wall Street. I, I graduated in 2008 from NYU and I studied economics. 
And I went like most of my friends are like, all right, let's go be a banker or work in a hedge fund or whatever it is, right? Like make a lot of money and be the traditional, the traditional route of success. And I was doing it and I was like, oh, this isn't uh, really what I want to do for the rest of my life. I was like, I, I don't think, I don't see myself like sitting at a computer and, and uh, to be successful at anything, you got to work your butt off and, and put in a lot of effort. So, and, and enjoy what you do. So I was like, what do I really want to do? And then I started reading books on mindset and personal growth and how to create your life, how you really want it, which was kind of a new concept to me. I never, I was always raised with a lot of shoulds. I wasn't raised like saying, Hey, what do you want to do? I was raised like actually wanting things is bad. So for me, that was like a paradigm shift in my life to start being like, Hey, what do I want for myself? And how do I actually want to live my life? And then I hired a coach. I went to a, events and then I started my own company. I actually started a fitness business as well. Cause that's kind of my true pat, my, my first passion, I would say in terms of like, um, outside of basketball, I always loved working out and training. So I started a fitness company and I traveled around the world and that was because I hired a coach and I started reading books. And eventually I went to a Tony Robbins event and Tony was just, I went to a lot of other speakers and events, but Tony's just like the Michael Jordan of personal growth and mindset. So I was like, damn, this guy's incredible. And I was like, I gotta, I gotta work for this guy. So then I applied for a job to work for him. And then I was a speaker for four years. I was traveling around the country uh, to like Chicago, LA, Miami, Oklahoma, like all over the country, but not in like the fun parts, like LA or like Chicago. I wasn't mm-hmm. there. I was there too, but I like go out into like the suburbs into like kind of places you never go like and meet people that are just kind of like living out in, in the middle of nowhere, which is really cool. Cause to me, it was like, I got this great laboratory on humans and psychology and human behavior. So kind of like an anthropologist studies humans and society. It was cool for me to like learn more about people and different values and belief systems, which was kind of my job, right? For working for Tony, it's to reach all the different types of people across as, as, as far and wide as possible and uh, help them improve their lives. So that's my, that's my short story. And, and then I started, and then I started my business. So then I left Tony and my ultimate goal was to have my own company. And I, I worked for Tony because I wanted to learn. Cause I know I heard from one of my mentors is like, if you want to learn something, go, go get earn while you learn. Right. So I get paid to, to learn. Right. If I want to learn from Richard Branson, I'd go work for Richard Branson. If I want to be like an amazing entrepreneur or in the music business or whatever, he's doing so much stuff now. But so for me, I did that. And then I started my company. Now I'm here in uh, Puerto Rico doing that full time. So that that's my short story. Yeah. Thanks for that. And yeah. With, did you ever meet Tony Robbins? Oh yeah. Many times. Yeah. Okay. yeah. The first time I met him, I was like, cause in the beginning it's like, is he legit? Is he like even going to say hi to us? But then like he would come up and talk to us and we, we were kind of like, there was only six of us on our team and we were kind of like the Navy SEALs cause we'd be dumped in a, a city and go flank it and meet everybody and talk to everybody and sell everybody. And, and then Tony would give us a little more attention because he actually did that himself when he first started his career for Jim Rohn. He was a speaker and he would go sell Jim Rohn's events too. Mm. So we were kind of like doing the same thing for him. So he had a special place in his heart for us. So he would definitely come talk to us and chat with us and hang out with us. And at the same time, obviously he's very busy. Everybody, everybody wants his attention, like presidents of the country and, and, and people like Bill Gates. So, uh, but it was really cool to, to meet him the first time and, and many times after that, for sure. He's a big guy too, right? Like, yeah, he's really big. He's like big. I'm I'm six four, but he's like six yeah. six, and but he's also really like his head. He's, he's big he's head and big, big individual. Hands. Yeah, yeah. 
and he's really wide. He's like a football player. He's like really, but he's also like rock solid muscle too. But yeah, he's definitely a big dude for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I've always been a fan. I, I've never gone to an event. That is something that would be on my, you know, on a list to do. That's for sure. For check yeah, out a it's lot a lot of, of fun. That. Yeah. Yeah. Even aside from the fact that it's going to like, it'll change or let anybody's life for it. Cause again, everybody's got shit they want to get better at. And also just, we could always learn, right. If we're honest with ourselves, but also it's just a cool thing. It's kind of like an icon, right? It's like seeing the Beatles before they stop playing on tour, or like Michael Jackson or whoever it might be. Right. So he's kind of, he's been doing it for 40 years now and like nonstop. It's pretty incredible. His, uh, his streak of performance. And what would you say, would you say you worked for him for four years or so? What would you say, like maybe the top three things you learned from working with him? Hmm, that's a great question. I would, there's so many things, right? So I'd yeah. say the first, the first I'd say, and again, this is going to sound cheesy and corny and cliche, but honestly, it's like the most powerful thing for me. Uh, it's, it's really just coming from the heart and caring about people. Cause like, that's the best way to sell somebody. That's the best way to enroll somebody in your vision. That's the best way to serve your clients, of course. And again, we all know this like intellectually, but it's like practicing it in your body and your nervous system. So it is something I conditioned and trained at and like, I would go do a talk and I wouldn't sell anything. I'm like, damn right. it. Why am I not selling? Right. So then he's like, dude, you got to like calm down a little bit and come from your heart and like, stop like reading a script and like trying to sell people and really care about like who's in front of you and really touch their heart. And then it's like, once I got better at that and kind of like going through the veil a little bit, um, that was a huge shift for me. So I'd say that's number one, like, just really getting come, into that. And, yeah. Come from the heart. Yeah. And again, practicing it, not just, again, we all know that in our heads, but it's, it's a discipline just like meditation or, or something like that. Right. So just trying to get better at that every day. I'd say the second thing maybe would be um, what's another one. I would say really in everything is influence. That's another huge one, like influence. And most people think of like sales is like, I used to think sales is a negative thing too. But really, and it could be, right? A lot of people sell people to like get and to like take and not give back, but real sales, and I like the word influence instead, but real influence is serving the other person. So like my outcome is to influence Brian to like achieve his goals or my girlfriend or my friends or my clients, of course, right? Like our job is to influence humans to like step up and to get out of their fears, right? Get out of their doubts and help them create more certainty in themselves, to go out and do more of what they want to do. So I'd say it get really good at influence. And, and the first person we got to influence is ourself because I can't influence you, Brian, or my clients or somebody I want to work enroll to work with me. If I'm not influencing myself first, mm. right? So it's also practicing because we're always telling ourselves stories every single day. And some of them are empowering stories, but also a lot of them are disempowering stories. So we got to start kind of destroying some of those disempowering ones and rewriting them to like achieve the outcome we want. So for example, if I'm not hitting my business goals or making my sales calls or going to the gym, it's like, all right, I must be telling myself a story of doubt and fear. And I got to rewrite that story so I can influence myself first to like start going to the gym or start fasting or start making more sales calls. So I'd say that's number two, like just getting better at influence. And what would you say the and this might be a tough one. I don't know. It's, and it's maybe too broad, but what's the best way to influence other people? I know. Go ahead. Yeah, let a, you in. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Because no, I, I uh, for example, like I coach, yeah. I coach health. I also coach golf because I, I coach at a local high school. And 
you know, sometimes when you, you want something more than they want it for themselves. And it's like, how do you get that message across for, to, to, so yeah. that it doesn't feel like you're just like telling them to do it. You want them to actually take action and do it for themselves. Yep. That, that's a huge, great question, man. That's a great one. And it's really what you just said, take action for themselves. So we got to, a lot of times we influence people for our reasons, right? It's like, Hey, Brian, you should go start fasting because you're going to feel better, but you might not want to start fasting because you want to feel better. You might want to start fasting because you're going to get lean and like sexy and strong, right? So that's like an obvious, simple example, but it's like, we got to influence people for their reasons. So we got to get focused on, Hey, what are Brian's top values? What are his top needs? What is his real vision? What does he really want? And then it's like, that'll get them to go take the action, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's really getting obsessed. Same in business, right? A lot of times entrepreneurs, they, they, they have a tough time to get things going because they start their business because they're trying to solve a problem for themselves, which is cool, but they're focused on like how it helps them, but not the other human, right? So it's mm -hmm. like getting obsessed with, Hey, what's going on with this person in their psychology of, again, their values, their belief systems, their top human needs. And then when you know that, then it's like, oh, cool. Like this person might want to fast because they want to have more energy, but this other person might want to fast because they want to be sexier. This other person might want to fast because their mom or dad had a health problem and they have a fear of having that same health problem. Mm -hmm. So we got to understand what drives everybody. And then that's how you influence humans uh, to, to start taking more action. Yeah, that's a great answer. And, and yeah, it's yeah. like, it's so true because like, if I coach someone in health, it's like you, before anything else, you have to sort of figure out like, why are, why are we doing this? Why are we talking? Why did you reach out and really dig into that first and foremost? Yep. Absolutely, man. Yeah. You nailed it. So, um, I was just looking a little bit on your blog and one of the titles was, you know, how to perform your best every day. Mm -hmm. And like, I, I think this is, uh, probably it there'll never be a perfect answer maybe, or, or there, it's always something yeah. that I feel like we're searching for and, and, and trying to optimize. Like for me, I I'm, I've always been the type that I don't like to waste time. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, but you know, sometimes you find yourself going down these rabbit holes. There's so many distractions, right? Like if you're, if you're at home entrepreneur, just going down these rabbit holes of, and it, it could be just little things that take you that whether it's work or just being on the internet. So I guess what are some of your, tips to helping perform and get the most out of each day, um, you know, both in work and in sport or in life in general? Yeah, sure. That's a great question. So I love, um, uh, what was the first, you said something I wanted to bring, but I, I lost that thought. But anyway, so in terms of that, I would say kind of like what we were talking about before when you were on my podcast, mm -hmm. I, I loved your, your, you answered my questions great because there is no cookie cutter process to any of this stuff, right? It, it depends on each individual and they're out and also their outcome. It's like, start from there. It's like, what's your outcome? What do you really want? Like, cause clarity is power. When you have a vision and you're specific on where you want to go, then you could like reverse engineer the game plan to hit that. Mm. But also in terms of performing your best every day, like most people they want to start with strategy and strategy is cool. When I say strategy, I mean like, Oh, I should, I should start running in the morning or I should start like uh, doing this breath work, or I should meditate. And that's all great. Of course. Right. Like if you're not going to, if you're not doing that, do it. Cause you're going to get momentum, right. Start doing something, but even deeper than that, the reason why a lot of times, cause we all know the information, there's all this information. There's this amazing podcast. You have an amazing podcast. Like there's YouTube, there's Tony, Rock, there's all these books and resources, but the reason people don't act on the information is because again, what's going on in their hood is not aligned 
with kind of what they really want and also the strategy to do it. So I would kind of go one level deeper where it's like, like we were talking about how do you influence the other person? We got, how do I, how do I perform my very best every day? I got to again, understand what's going to influence me and what are my, what's my operating system, kind of like a computer. It's like, what are my top values at this stage of my life? Cause it evolves over time. Like maybe you're single, maybe you have a girlfriend, maybe you're married, maybe you have kids and we go through these different stages. So obviously it's going to shift a little bit and evolve over time. But in the moment you got to be like, Hey, what are my top values? Cause that's more important than goals. People focus on goals so much, but like values are driving your goals. So it's like, Hey, what's most important to me right now in my life. So I'd say, start with that. Like kind of keep it simple to the answer the question, like, how do you perform your best? What are your top values at this stage of your life? And I'd maybe say, Hey, what are your top three? Figure out what those top three are. And a simple way to ask that is what's most important to me in life. And then whatever comes up, write that down. Maybe it's health. And then after that, what's most important to me after health, then maybe people would say business or making money. And then after that, what's most important after business and making money. Maybe it's love and, and being with my girlfriend or my boyfriend or my family. So then it's like, boom, boom, boom. So then it's like from there, that's how I'll figure out how I want to allocate my time and my energy throughout my day and also how I might want to start my day. So if I start, if, if health is my top priority, it's like, I'm going to start my day probably maybe drinking a green juice or maybe working out or maybe doing, maybe fasting like you talk about a lot, or maybe the, the cold plunge like we talked about as well. So I'd say kind of getting clear on your top values. And then from there, you'll kind of be able to break down kind of what the things you might want to do to start your day and, and also move throughout the day and the week. Yeah, no, that, that, those are, thanks for sharing that. And that, those are great tips. Yeah. And what, what would you say as far as starting the day? Um, you talk about, we talk about morning rituals. What are the type of morning rituals that you like to do to start the day or that you, you, you help with your clients with? Yeah, sure. So I love to, I, I love to meditate. Meditation is like, for me, that's been a, there's, I'd say meditation and reading are probably the two most and, and writing. It's so funny. I keep going now, but like meditation and reading are incredible. Like reading is a superpower, like Elon Musk and Naval. I don't know if anybody follows Naval Ravikant. He's a really smart guy. He's a big guy in Silicon Valley. He's had a lot of startups. He's a little under the radar, mm. um, but reading is a superpower. Meditation's great because it helps me and, and studies show this too. Your gray matter increases in your brain. So literally I kind of elevate above the noise. So there's so much going on during the day when you wake up, you want to start doing stuff. But for me, it's like, I kind of sp- slow down. I get into my parasympathetic nervous system and I kind of relax a little bit and I elevate above the clouds. And then I'm like, kind of like Neo in the matrix with the bullets are flying at them <laughs> instead of it, like coming so fast, like, oh, right. right. Like, oh, cool. That thing I got to do. I'll, I'll handle that. And then boom, I'll do that. And I kind of just kind of just slowly easily comes together versus like when I'm in like my parasympathetic kind of reacting, like it might feel good, which is why a lot of people like to stay in that state. Cause it feels good to like have that adrenaline rush. And I have a lot of successful clients. They, they built their businesses in that state where they build a billion dollar company and they have the success in the business and the money, but they still want the love and the health and the wellness and the lifestyle and the balance, mm. which they're missing, but their, their fuel is that. So it's a little bit of a catch 22 there, but the cool thing is it's not either or, right? So I want a little bit of a tangent. I'll circle back though. So meditation for sure. I'd also say journaling and writing and gratitude. I like to write down things I'm grateful for. Gratitude is huge for me in the morning just to 
again, it's just going to recenter me and be like, Hey, like I'm so blessed to be alive and have all these things I have to be on this podcast with you today. Uh, and then I also like to walk, just take a little walk and get in nature as soon as possible. I like, I listen to, um, what's his name? Huberman, Huberman labs. Mm -hmm. I forget his first name. Mm -hmm. He's great. Mm -hmm. And uh, he says, uh, you want light, natural light as soon as possible. First thing in the morning. So for me, it's easy. I just walk outside and the sun is uh, shining. If it's uh, round seven, I wake up a little earlier, but uh, so I like to walk outside and usually jump in the ocean as well. And then sometimes wow. exercise paddleboard or surf lift weights, yoga and, and things like that. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what time do you normally get up? So ideally I hit, I try to hit five. Um, it depends. Sometimes it's a little bit of a challenge, right? Like if I have, uh, my girlfriends here now, so that's a little challenging with that, like with the bedtimes and getting up time, right. but ideally five. And then, but sometimes also if work extends it a lot, I usually try to cut off at like seven or even six, ideally a like hard stop. But I also have to be, I, I've learned another lesson I learned from Tony. If I want to give a third one, it's flexibility, right? So you want to be like committed, but also sometimes you got to be flexible, right? So I don't want my, my rules to get in my way. So sometimes if I work until eight, nine, 10, then I'll sleep a little longer, right? So, yeah. but to answer your question, ideally five, so I could do my routine until like six or uh, well, until like seven or eight, because I like to work out as well. Okay. And then I like to start working at like eight, eight, nine. Yeah. Cause you know, it's something for me, like we always talk about valuing sleep and yeah. it's like, I, and we talked about it when I was on your podcast, but like keeping sort of a, a routine as far as when you go to sleep and when you get up and, uh, you know, it gets so dark here in the winter. So it's like, yeah, <laughs> you know, like you could go to sleep at like nine, eight o'clock and then, you know, you, who knows, you don't, you know, it gets dark later and later, but I just think like taking advantage of the mornings are so key. Um, yeah. and I, I'm, I'm curious. That was why I asked you that because like, for me, I, I fight to, I don't want to get up too early because I want to cherish my sleep, but then I also nope. know I'm most productive in the morning. <laughs> so it's like getting that balance. Yeah. I feel you, man, on that. When I lived in New York, dude, winters getting up in the morning is like brutal. It's like cold and you just want it so cozy in the bed and, and right. like getting in the shower. So, and I, and I also agree with you on that. Like I used to be like a drill sergeant, about I have to get up, but like, if I didn't get enough sleep, I'm like, all right, I'm going to sleep until seven because my body needs the right. extra two hours of sleep if I, if I slept late. So, and, and again, like sleep, like we said on the, on, on my podcast with you, sleep is the best biohack, um, out there in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and going for a walk in the morning, I think such a great habit to get into. You need to get a dog out there. I know. I would love to get a dog, yeah. man. Get, yeah. get a dog, get a dog or two. Like you got, it'll change your life. It really yeah. Will. Um, how, how, how is the, how have the dogs changed your life or how do you, how do they, uh, enhance your, your, your schedule and your performance? Oh, uh, well, I mean, they're not here right now, actually. Yeah. They're, they're, at, they're at daycare for a half a day. So, um, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, dogs, I think first of all and foremost, it gets, just, it gets you out. It, it gets you out yeah. of the house. It really does. I yeah. mean, you know, I don't really understand the owners who just throw them in the backyard every, you know, and never take their dogs for walks. So that's a different story, but I take them we're, we average like three walks a day. Wow. Rain that's or, awesome. Yeah. Rain or shine. Yeah. The snow, you know, you name it. So I just think, like you said, it gets you out in nature. 
um, gets you away from your devices. Like I don't like my, my wife's like, Oh, you should have your phone on you. Like, I don't even take my phone with me. I mean, yeah, normally I pretty much don't need it, but you never know. But either way, yeah, that's, that's another thing I don't understand is why people take, go for a walk with their dogs and they're staring at their phone the whole time. Oh my and I'm God, just like, yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> just drives me nuts. But yeah, so, I mean, dogs, I mean, I don't, we don't have kids, but you know, just the joy that they bring and they, um, you know, they put you first. It's just, they're, they're great. I think it's, I think if it's yeah. a great stepping stone, if you don't have kids, maybe you start with dogs and then work your way to kids. Yeah. Maybe if that's something you want, but I think so. I think that's a good idea. I love dogs. They're, they're amazing. And yeah. I love that idea of like the fact that they get you out to go for a walk and uh, just move your body and take a break from the screens. And I love that you don't go with your phone too. I think that's another great one. Just shutting off, like shutting off your phone or just not having your phone with you for a certain amount of time every day is probably a cool idea as well. I, I, I always said, I always said if, if I didn't, if I wasn't on social media for, for business, yeah, I probably have like an old flip phone and just use it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they're actually, they're actually a phone that I actually want to get it. Or I was thinking about just shutting the data off my oh. iPhone. Cause I kind of like the idea of like literally just having a phone just for phone calls and text for that reason, just for the utility of it. Right. Um, but there, there is a phone. I think it's called, I think it's called the flip phone or something, okay. but it's like, it's got, it's like a new phone, but it's made for that reason where it's just meant for phone calls and messages and that's it. No email, oh. none of the other stuff. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I, it's funny you say that. Cause I was actually looking up that it was like, is that, is, is, are they still making those phones anymore? Yeah. But right. Yeah. That's, that's cool. Um, anyways, off on a tangent, but, um, what else would you say? Like, you know, we talk about morning routine. Everyone has, and, and, and I struggle with this a little bit. Like I'm old school. I'll write down, like, typically what I'll do is I'll write down what I want to do the next day, the day the night yeah. before. I think that helps me. It almost like sets it subconsciously. And then I notice yeah. I, I'm so much more apt to doing it the next day. If I don't write stuff down, then I find I don't do it. Um, yep. So I'm curious, what kind of tips can you give people to be more productive um, for their days? Yeah. I love what you just said. That's a great one, right? Writing the night before I do the same thing. I, I shut down, I block out like half an hour at the end of the day, one to review the day, be like, pull out the wins. So I'd say that's one, like pull out like three wins from the day. Cause it's so easy, especially entrepreneurs and just people that are going for it. So easy to forget about the good stuff and just focused on next, next, next. Like I can just close the deal. What's next? I just made a million dollars. What's next? So like a lot of times we just forget how great our life is because that's kind of the trade-off of achievement and success and high performers like a Kobe Bryant, like a Michael Jordan, like a LeBron or whoever it is, like a Tiger Woods, right? Versus you, you just want to keep on going and you always notice what's missing and you don't notice what's already there. So I'd say that'd be one, like at the end of the day, just real quick, one, two, three, what's one win? Even if it's a simple one, like today, I just got my, I went to the dentist. I got my teeth cleaned. That's a, that's a win for me today. Doing this podcast with you is going to be a win. So that's be another one. And then the cool thing is you realize, damn, there's a lot of wins because I'm going to have more than three for sure. But you try, I trained my, in the beginning, I wasn't good at that, but now I'm like good at it. So like I, I like trained that. my brain to notice it. Right. Cause I, I think we said this on my, uh, when you were on my podcast, you'll, you'll, you'll find things that reinforce your belief systems about what you're looking on. Right. So what you focus on, you'll see, right. If I right. think people are, if I think people are assholes or mean, I'll just note, think of everybody as an asshole or mean, even if they're smiling, even if they offer me something, cause I'll be like, Oh, 
Ryan's trying to screw me over and he's offering <laughs> me something, right? Right, right. So it's, so it's like that piece. So definitely like three wins at the end of the day. I love what you said the night before, right after the three wins. You're like, hey, what are three wins for tomorrow? Like three wins. Also simplifying because a lot of times we have like a huge to-do list. Like if you can only do three things, kind of like Tim Ferriss says in the four-hour work week, I love that. It's like if you can only do, if you put in constraints, it's like, hey, if you can only work for four hours tomorrow, literally, or if you can only like do three things tomorrow, or kind of like Warren Buffett, he has a great thing for investing, but you could do it for anything. Warren Buffett, he has this philosophy, but the 20 holes on a punch card philosophy, because most investors, they just make bad decisions because they make too many investment decisions. Mm. So he's like, if you could only make 20 investment decisions your entire lifetime, you'd think a lot more thoroughly and you'd be a lot more selective about the decisions you make about what you want to invest in. So kind of mm. the same idea. It's like, if you only say, hey, if I can only do three things tomorrow, like what are those three things going to be versus this, 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 this. Mm. It's like, yeah. what are those three things? So I love that you said that. because, And also Edison would do that. Edison the night before, because he knew, knew the subconscious mind works on that stuff while you're sleeping, which is what, another reason why sleep is a superpower. So like overnight, your brain is like, we're body sleeping, but our brain still, it's lit. It's still going like in REM sleep and all that. So it's working on those problems you're trying to solve for the next day. So I would say that, like what you said in terms of mapping out the next day. And then I would say what also what you said on, on my podcast, having a nightly routine, like you're the morning routine start, the nightly routine starts in the morning, right? I think you said something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's kind of like getting ready each time when my nightly routine comes, I'm getting ready for my morning. And when my morning comes, I'm already getting ready for my night. So it's already kind of mapping out what time we're going to close down, shut the phone off and so on and so forth. So I would say that. And then I'd say there's in terms of like managing time, because you can't, time is, time is emotion, right? Most, it's kind of a weird concept, but it, it is. If I ask people what's time, time is emotion. And mm. the reason I say that is, have you ever been with somebody where it felt like five hours when it was only a minute? You're like, I got to get out of this room. <laughs> Right. Yeah. But, yeah. And also on the flip side too, though, has there ever been a moment when you were with your dogs or your wife and it was like 10 hours the whole day and it felt like a minute. It was like, man, that was like amazing. I wish it was longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so that's where it's emotion, right? So the reason we feel overwhelmed and we have so much to do and I've, I don't have enough time and I have some so busy and it's really just, we got to manage our emotional state better and manage our emotions better. Cause it's really, what's the outcome we want to get. So th- this last tip in terms of being more productive, I'd say at the end of the day, there's kind of a three-step process to managing time, which is managing emotion. And it's what's the result you want. What's the outcome also like, what's the feeling you want? Cause really, really what we're after is a feeling. So what's the feeling. So me with me on this podcast, like, Oh, cool. My out, what's the result. I want to make an amazing podcast with Brian so I could engage his audience. I could also share with my audience, but also at a deeper level, what's the feeling I want? I want to feel fun and happy and joyful and connect with Brian and connect with all the people that listen to this and like have a great time and like share that, that, that play and that excitement that I have for my life and for what I do. And then, so that's kind of the results. Then the deeper part though, is what's the purpose? Why? Because that's even more important. Why am I doing that? Why do I want that? Because that's the emotional charge. Mm. And that's where it's like, oh, cool. I want to do it because I want to build my brand. I want to reach more people. I want to have, I want to be able to have an amazing life with my family one day. I want to get maybe some, a dog or two one day. 
and be able to travel and like have abundance and also inspire more people. So that's kind of anchoring in to the to why and you, you want to do it. I know it seems cumbersome and like time intensive, but it's the opposite. Cause when you do this, you're going to have more time, but if you don't, you're going to just keep kind of running on the hamster wheel, like most people do. So it's like anchoring in to the purpose and then it's the, the, the action plan. Then it's the to-do list. Then it's like, oh, cool. I got to make this phone call. I got to write this post. I got to do this podcast. Then it's the stuff you got to do. But if you do those first two pieces first, you're also going to realize sometimes you don't need to do a lot of the stuff you think you have to do. Or you're going to get more creative on how you could do it better. It's like, oh, maybe I could get somebody else to do it for me. Like, is this the best use of my time? So then you also get more resourceful as well. But it's really getting back into your emotions and your state. Because if you're in the right state, you can solve anything. If you're in a shitty state, sorry for my language, but if you're in a crappy state, then you're not going to be able to solve anything. You won't be able to add up two plus two, right? Yeah, that's great. And maybe how how can that apply to maybe someone that's, I don't know, they, they go on and off working out and they want to just be more consistent at that. What do you, what, what, how could they dial in and make, make it so that it becomes a routine and a habit? Yeah, that's a great question. So if they're having trouble with it, I would start with that. I would literally every day until you dial it in your habit. And this is just basic habit building skills. If you read atomic habits by James clear or tiny habits by BJ Fogg, those are both book, great books on habits, but it's really just, Every day for 30 days, at least I, I guarantee if you do it for 30 days, it's going to hit, but if not, keep doing it. But like, what's the result? So, Hey, I want to get fit. I want to get a six pack. I want to lose weight. I want to have more energy. What's the purpose? Like if they go deep on the purpose, that's going to get them to go. Cause that's going to anchor it in. I want to be a better dad for my kid. I want to be able to be there for my kid when he gets married or she gets married. I want to be able to have more energy so I can have better sex with my partner like whatever the driving thing is for this human, it's like if they get deeper on that, because the only reason they're not doing it because they have more emotion, emotional reasons not to do it than they have more emotional reasons to do it. Mm. So they want to anchor, stack up more of those more emotional reasons to do it versus the not to do it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And also they want to also, and you could also use the pain in your favor too. So if it's like, oh, it's hard, it's, I don't have time to go to the gym. It's too annoying. People look at me. It's like, you want to use the pain also because pain is a stronger motivator than pleasure because we're wired for survival. So also you could use it on the flip side where it's like, Hey, if I don't, and and we're still in the the P part, right? What's the reason? But a reason could also be avoiding pain. So the reason is, Hey, if I don't go to the gym, people are going to laugh at me. And this is a good, you want to use this in a good way, not to like beat yourself up, but to motivate you. Or I won't be able to be there for my kid and when he gets married or she gets married or, or I won't be able to be healthy when I have grandkids and be able to hang out with my grandkids and like play with them. So that's where, again, just the purpose part, you want to anchor in those emotions and then it's the actions. Then it's like, oh, cool. I'll go to the gym. But then if you go to the gym, again, keep it light. Like we talked about, it's like go for 10 minutes, go for a walk. Like you got to, then it's also seeing the small things as wins. Like we talked about capturing your wins. It's like, oh, cool. I went for a five minute walk today. That's a win. Like yesterday I didn't work out. Ideally I would like to, but I went for a walk for an hour. So like, all right, cool. That was my workout. That was a really awesome, still good exercise. I still moved a lot. And that was my workout. Like it wasn't like my ideal, like high intensity training or surfing or paddleboarding, but 
I'm like, hey, let's success could only build on success. So if you stay in that success area, you're gonna keep on stacking. So that that'd be my answer. You know, I I like that you mentioned because like what what I do is you know I'll write what I need to do for the next day, but I'll never not yeah. never I've done it rarely where I reflect back and and look at the wins. And I think that's so important because I think for, at least for myself, like I'm my toughest critic. So I never really like give myself, Yeah, you know, you know, I, I just always been like that. I feel like I never give myself credit for, for things or even if, even if they're little things, yep. right. Like you said, like you went to the dentist, right. <laughs> and, and, you know, so <laughs> you know, even if it's a little thing, but, um, but yeah, I, I think that's so key is just giving yourself credit for those wins while also coming up what, with things that you want to do for the next day. But what I find true, and yep. you mentioned it a little bit, is when the list is like, and I know they say sometimes, I don't know what your thoughts on are as far as prioritizing what is on your list and maybe like an ABC or mm-hmm. sort of how that, you know, but like, I find that if I, ju- if I just write one or two things, like you mentioned th- even three things and just have it be that, because then you'll get it done. But if you have like six things, then you, you might not get yeah. any of it done. Do you know what I'm saying? Yep. No, for sure. Yeah, you nailed it. Yeah, exactly. That's why just minimize it. And the other thing too, when you have a long list, because I do have long lists of things to do, but then it's chunk, you got to chunk it. And I don't know if if people have heard about chunking, but chunking is basically like batching. Tim Ferriss talks about this too in his book, right? Batching things that are similar, right? So a lot of those things, there's only so many areas of your life, right? So a lot of them are probably business related. A lot of them probably health related. A lot of them are probably like kind of family stuff, maybe, or like kind of like, home stuff like laundry and bills or maybe like admin stuff for your business. So like when you batch it, then it's like, oh, cool. Like I got like one chunk of stuff here, one there and like one here. So then it's still kind of like three again. And then again, then you can get a little more intelligent and resourceful on how you want to attack it. But if you start in the weeds on it, then you're kind of screwed because then you're kind of, we have only so much energy and bandwidth. But the cool thing is if we allocate it the right way and we come at it from the right angle, it's like, I'm sure you've heard that quote or people for the quote where it's like, it takes just as much energy to build like a million dollar business as it does to make like a hundred million dollar business. Mm. So it's like, you want to channel your energy and use it the right way where it's like, I'm not going to use my energy when I first wake up to like pay my bills. I'm going to use that for the things that are going to give me the most ROI on the energy in the morning. Cause it dissipates over time. Right. Yeah. It's interesting. You mentioned that I'm, I'm still trying to dial in the mornings a little bit. Like, for example, we're doing this podcast from 11 to noon, which, you know, works out well for me because I have some flexibility in the middle of the day. But I've done some podcasts where I do them in the evening. And for one, yeah. the do- the dogs are for sure done. They're quiet. So I have to worry <laughs> about them. And I'm thinking about doing that more often because, you know, that first, like, you got to really treasure that morning time and do what you do best or what's, you know, at least for me, what's yeah. you know, what what's most important. And not to say that podcasting isn't important, but. Um, you know, podcasting is a fun, great thing that, you know, you have one yourself that I'm sure you enjoy and you get to meet new people, but like, it's not like you need to have this, it's not this huge brain task or this, you know, it's it's probably not going to have a huge direct impact on, on maybe the dollars that are being brought in by your business. And so, you know, I'm thinking more and more with recordings, maybe pushing them a little bit later when I don't, when it's like less of a brain. Yeah. Some, yeah. So less of a brain. Yeah. That's huge. I love that. Yeah. So like, when would you do it? I maybe, when would you do it? Like in the afternoon or like in the evening? I'm almost thinking pushing my recordings to the evenings. um, Yeah. 
Cause for one, then I don't have to worry about my dogs. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, they're well behaved. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but, but they're excited. It's in the morning. They're ready to go. Right. Like even yep. after the walk, they might lay down for like a half hour and or an hour. And then they're like, okay, what's next? So, um, and also too, in the morning, you know, you really got to cherish those mornings. Cause that, what I find is when those mornings get away from you, it's like those wins yeah. that we talk about, they're not as, there's not as, um, frequent i should say when when you're at least for me when my mornings get away because you know like you, you only have so much brain power i guess or discipline yeah. and then the afternoons come and then it's like okay <laughs> yeah no it's so true absolutely man i agree yeah. yeah one other cool thing real quick is there's this time management matrix right so if people want to draw like literally like what's it called like a, a graph like in seventh grade algebra right like a vertical mm -hmm. y-axis x-axis or and then in the top left. So on the left side is important. And then on the top, it's like urgent, right? So top left is important and urgent. Mm -hmm. And the bottom left is not important and urgent. And then on the right side, it's not at the top, right. It's not urgent and important. And then the bottom, right. It's not important and not urgent. <laughs> so like the yeah. bottom, right is like, most people are kind of like in the bottom, right, not important and not urgent. And they're doing those first. And they're doing that, or they're doing usually the urgent and not important stuff. Mm. And that's like, that's kind of like, again, just like fires that come up and they kind of just go there and they're kind of at, they're at cause. Mm. So we want to go, the ideal quadrant is to be not urgent and important. That's like ideal because we're not kind of reacting and we're like focused on our vision and perspective and we have more balance. And then before that, maybe we'll be an urgent and important where it's like, this is important stuff. Like I got to close this deal, like with Tony, uh, Tony Robbins and I'm doing an event with him. That's urgent and it's important, right? Cause that's going to like massively like impact my business because it's right. great partnership. And it's like, there's a deadline, right? So that's I a like helpful that. thing. Sometimes I, like I use that. I use that little matrix where it's like, oh, cool. Like what quadrant is this in right now? And you're not always going to do a perfect. So even in the beginning, it's like, but just the awareness to start, it's like, oh yeah. Like I'm doing this thing, even though I'm doing it, like it's not urgent, it's urgent right now, but it's not important and I'm doing it. I'm having the awareness that I'm actually doing it and I can start to slowly improve that behavior. I love that. Yeah. I think that's so important because I just noticed like with me, like there's so many different things, like you said, like whether it's with, with, the, with the house and then with, with work and with, with home life and like trying to find that balance and doing the things that are most important and urgent and most important, right? Yeah. Um, right off the bat. And then getting into the other things later on in the day. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. You nailed it. Um, awesome. Wow. Time is flying. Well, let me ask you this, a few more questions when then we'll, uh, yeah. we'll close it up. But what are your, what are your top books? I know you, you, you mentioned books and that you, you know, you'd love yeah. to read and, and do you normally read in the morning or in the evening? For sure. Yeah. It's a great, I love that. I love the, the books questions. <laughs> so I normally read, it's funny though, cause I actually never really liked reading. I didn't. And I kind of trained myself to read because mm. uh, I, I read that in when I was reading about personal growth, it's like that same quote, like leaders are readers. Right. So then I started reading and one cool thing that people could take on if they don't like to read is again, this is from Naval Ravikant. And if people don't know who that is, I would definitely check him out. He's a really smart guy, but uh, he says, read what you love until you love what you read. So a lot of times we read things because we think we should read it, or it's like, I should read this book because somebody said to, or it's like important like business stuff. Mm -hmm. But if you love reading like 
about animals or surfing or the ocean or like water or like whatever it is, like read that stuff, like, or fiction, like whatever it is, like go read those books. You just want to build the habit of reading. Right. And then if you want, then one, then you'll start you'll have the habit, but then by default, you're going to start to get interested in other things. Cause when you read books, that's the other thing people are like, what should I read? Like if you read one book, you're going to start, they're going to, they're going to talk about other books in it. And you're going to have like a whole appendix of other books that that book referenced as well. So like you'll get like more breadcrumbs to follow mm. as well. But to answer your question directly, some books that I loved, I'd say in terms of like, I know you have a growth, big, you have a big list. I'm looking at your website right now. So yeah. 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 Maybe <laughs> give a, just a couple, like your top two. Yeah. So in terms uh, of my top two, so personal growth, the one that really kind of got me started was the success principles by Jack Canfield. And that I love that. Cause it's not like a groundbreaking thing. But it's, right. I just love fundamentals and like principles. So he's like, hey, here's a hundred principles that I, and he's a, he's a old school self-help guy, but he's, he's a great guy. He's one of the, there's a lot of like, just like any field, there's people that are like not so great and people that are more legit. So he's legit for sure. And I, and I like him a lot, but he basically came up with a hundred principles of like how to start making your life more successful. And one mm -hmm. of them is reading, which is actually where I got that idea from him. Um, and then I'd say in terms of like, if people want to get better at habits, I definitely say maybe here's a really cool book. I, I love uh, the art of learning by Josh Waitzkin. Mm, okay. He's a really smart guy. Like he was a chess master. Then he, he just oh, cool. like learning, learning is like a process and you could learn, like did, nobody taught us how to learn, like learn how to learn how to learn. Mm. And like, there's a process to learning. So like, he talks about like this whole art of learning. So he started with chess, then he used that in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, then he used that in Tai Chi and like in building businesses too. So that's a really cool book as well. If I, if I had to give two of them. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, you have a long list and I definitely would re uh, recommend anyone listening to check out your website. Uh, yeah. And it's simply your name, which I'll put in, in the, in the, in the show notes, uh, Naeem Mahmood. Right. Yep. yep. Okay. You, you, you nailed it. <laughs> I challenged myself again. Um, <laughs> awesome. Well, this, this, I, I'm glad we did a sort of a podcast swap. So um, I'm glad we did because I, I think all this personal development and, and just growth mindset is so important, no matter what field you're in, or if you're looking to get yeah. your health back or you're looking to grow a business. Um, I've always been something that I've been interested in. So I really do appreciate you coming on and I'll, we'll end with, with one question. Uh, uh, and I, I, I asked mo ask most of my guests is if you were going to give any advice to, to someone that maybe was just, maybe they're starting out in, 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 in building sort of this growth mindset and productivity. Um, what one tip would you give them to, to, you know, get the ball rolling and get things going as far as productivity? Sure. Yeah. So I'd say, um, well, yeah. So I'd say repetition is the mother of skill. So repetition and, yeah. and praise is the and praise is the father of skill. So like it's really just consistency. Like when I first started on my success journey, it's like I remember that quote Aristotle, and I still say it every every day to this day. He says we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an act but a habit. Mm. So like literally everything is everything is a habit. Like people like I was talking about this, just like not a habit. Like everything is a habit. Like our thoughts are habits. Like everything is a habit. And a lot of times they're invisible. It's, it's patterns they are invisible. So it, like our belief systems are habits, like the way we wake up, the way 90% of our behavior is pretty much the same every day. 
So we want to just get better. If you want to make more money, build a business, get a better body, you got to start building those patterns of success versus and destroy some of those patterns of failure, which is again, habits. So it's like there's invisible habits that aren't there right now. So you want to get better at building those invisible habits. And that's why I say repetition though, because again, it's just consistency and repetition. Just like Bruce Lee says, I don't fear the man that knows 20,000 kicks. I fear the man that knows that does one kick 20,000 times. Mm -hmm, So like master one thing at a time and you're going to see things take off. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Well, thank you again for coming on. Glad we could do this. And um, I'll put all, is that the best place to sort of check everything you got going out? Your, your personal website? Yeah. Check out the website, naimamu.com. I love that we did. I love that you were on my podcast. So for people that want to come here, Brian, on my podcast, it's Peak Performance Humans. Yeah, uh, maybe, maybe That's on the website or maybe we can put it in a link below. But I would say that, yeah. Then across social, it's just my name on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram and all that. Awesome. Yeah, definitely check out your podcast as well. And uh, we'll put a link in there for there. So um, thank you so much for coming on and sharing all the knowledge. Absolutely, Brian. It was a lot, a lot of fun. I appreciate uh, you having me on. Thanks for listening to the Get Lean, Eat Clean podcast. I understand there are millions of other podcasts out there and you've chosen to listen to mine, and I appreciate that. Check out the show notes at briangrin.com for everything that was mentioned in this episode. Feel free to subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend or family member that's looking to get their body back to what it once was. Thanks again and have a great day.